Three, two, one. Professor TJ Sulit. Totally, kaya yung question ko. How was like, how was the move from city living to outside the city living? Like the transition. How was the transition? Like, were there any kind of adjustments or no? Because parang kahit kami nagko consider kami ng ganyan eh. Na parang lipat na kaya tayo sa dapat kaya tayo dito. Ako, hello to all of your uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ano? But to answer your question, siguro, the, the conveniences of city living for us back then, because we were living in Makati, in a mm. condo, especially in a condo, is that if, if you want to travel or you're leaving your home for a lengthy period of time, lock ka lang ng pinto mo, tapos drive ka na. Wala mm. ka nang iisipin. Nandiyan yung mga guwardo sa condo, sila mm. na bahala dyan. Uh, tapos pag may kailangan ka at any time of the day, any time of night, baba ka lang ng condo, mm-hmm. tawid ka lang ng kalya, may restaurant dyan, may convenience yeah. store sa baba, all the, all the conveniences are there. Uh, but, uh, so those are the pros of living in the city. Uh, moving out here to Santa Rosa, the pros are the space, number one. So, we got, uh, we're, we're renting a house here, and that's uh, and that's a big deal because I have mm. two kids. I have a mm. seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. Mm-hmm. So, ako, lumaki ako sa Marikina, pare. Nung bata ah, ko, no. binigyan okay. na kami na bisikin ang magulang ko. Tapos, nag-bike na kami paakit sa bundok ng, ng Marikina. Uh-huh. So, we have that freedom, we have that space, and I wanted my kids to have that kind of uh, freedom also. Eh, mahirap gawin yun sa syudad, pare. Parang, mm. hindi ko maisipan na hayaan lang yung mga anak ko. Oh, so, medyo, <laughs> mga ate, dami sa sakyan. Oo, oh, oo. Oh. Uh, dami sa sakyan, tapos marami kang tao hindi kilala. At least dito, you know, pag lumabas yung mga... Event, hindi pala ginagawa ngayon, but eventually, you know, once they're a bit bigger, I, I would feel safe in this mm-hmm. area to have them go around the village, uh, take their bikes, play with the neighboring kids. Mm-hmm. And that, that space is, you know, I think, essential for uh, children while they're growing up. So that's mm-hmm. the main reason that we transferred here. Transferred. Oh, and, and seems like a very good move. Seems like a very good move. Okay? Because like, I, I see the social media posts, I'm like, it's not easy. It's okay. Dun, mm-hmm. So at there's, least, there's mm-hmm. a three-minute or two-minute drive <coughs> from the main road, the Santa Rosa Tagaytay mm-hmm. Highway, going to our gate and in Novali. Tapos it's just all green. Sa tabi nun, nice. walang commercial establishments, walang buildings. Mm-hmm. Tapos doon pa lang, pag, when you're on that drive, you know, I can feel the tension from my shoulders lift. Parang narinalak yes. lang ako. Alam I... ko, uh, chill lang kami dito. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that, that is the, ano, like most of the people, most of uh, the people around me, testimony, testimonial nila was sim- something similar to that. Na parang, bro, if I, you... I mean, I had when I used to be in corporate, I would have uh, office mates. They they work in PGC, tapos they go home Santa Rosa. Kasi sabi nila, bro, iba yung feeling. Sabi, it's 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 a totally different environment. You feel exactly. I think that was in the same line. Like the tension now is being lifted. Parang that driveway or or the the road to home is it. Ano raw, it, it soothes it soothes them. It relaxes them more. And I think that's very very important for for everyone who's who has a family or who wants to have a certain level of to achieve a certain level of balance eh. diba? 
So pagdating natin siya, like uh, for everyone who's gonna, who's listening, uh, he's the head coach of Origins Jiu-Jitsu and definitely one of the people on my list that I wanted to have over because uh, as always, I've always I want to know the history behind. Okay? The journey, kumbaga, the process, the journey, everything that he went through. So, Professor TJ, please, your martial arts story. I mean, as, like how were you introduced to it? How it all began? Wow. So, Magalala, marami tayong oras. I, <laughs> I started from, ano, I started at a young age. I started martial arts when I was uh, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. So, my, my first martial arts is judo judo yeah Mm -hmm. so i got involved with judo in grade school palang i was a grade six it was Mm -hmm. it was purely by accident lang so yung group of friends that i had we used to get picked up sa loyola gym in ateneo Mm -hmm. so may antaya kami sa labas may bench doon doon namin naantay yung mga sundo namin tapos kami being grade schoolers hindi kami pwede pumasok sa gym Mm-hmm. Agan labas lang kami. Mm-hmm. Right? So, isang beses, ako nakauwi na ako, yung mga barkada ko, medyo, medyo ano, makulit yung mga yan, nag-sneak mm-hmm. like, in sila sa gym. Tapos yung kwento nila, nagpasok nila, may nakita sila na may nag, you know, may nag martial arts nga daw. Parang pelikula uh, yun. Big <laughs> so, nung time na yun, yung nakita nila is si Bart Cannon saka si Pepito, yung best friend niya. Si Bart Cannon was our Sea Games medalist for judo at that mm-hmm. time. So these are big heavyweights, no? Tapos, yung mga friends ko, being bugoy, mm-hmm. ginagago nila yung nakita nila. Parang minamak nila. <laughs> yung, minamak nila. <laughs> yung nakinikengkoy nila. Yung nakita nila. Yung mga ginagaya-gaya. So, yung mga ginagaya-gaya nila. So, okay. so, yung coach, si ano, uh, Mang Silo, Lucilio Santos, okay. uh, lumapit sa kanila. Tapos sabi sa nila, gusto nyong sumali. Mm. So they had their first day. Okay. Yeah. And then the day after, kita ulit kami sa school, sabi nila, oh, TJ, nagsimula kami mag-judo. Judo. Sabi nila, judo, parang karate mo yun. Oh, basta, astigan, astig. Sama ka mamaya, okay. sama ka. So, <laughs> tama ako sa training session. So, first session ko din, nunood lang ako dun si Bart Cannon. Same big guy na nakita nila. So, nunood lang ako, biglang lapit sa akin si Bart big heavyweight. You know, si mm-hmm. Games medalist natin yan. Yan na siya. Ganito yung kinuha yung pesya. Ganyan sa mukha ko. Gusto mo mag-spar? Ito, laki na to. Pero yun lang. Nag-ibiro lang naman sila. So, uh, yeah, I started training with them. Tapos, it was, ano, it was, it was very enlightening. Kasi nung mm-hmm. time na yun, I was also training to be part of the baseball varsity ng Ateneo. Mm-hmm. So, pinagsabay ko yun, baseball saka judo. Wow. Yung experience okay. ko naman sa, sa, ano, sa baseball, so, you know, baguhan rin lang ako, no? I wasn't really good naman at catching or throwing or anything. I just wanted mm-hmm. to learn, you know? But the, yung pitcher nila, yung pitcher ng team, yeah, medyo, medyo maangas. Mm. Yung first day ko, he'll just throw a fastball in my face. Okay. Tapos, syempre, diba? parang it's very intimidating, it's very unnerving, and he was very unforgiving with doing that. And there was a lot of posturing and a lot of parang territorial oh, kissing. Oh, so, alpha male, ano. Oh. Big guy doon, alpha oh. male siya doon. Um, con- in contrast, 
sa judo, everyone was very kind. Everyone mm-hmm. was very accommodating. They were all gentle, right? And no one postured. No one had. No one displayed any attitude. Mm-hmm. And it was very ironic because you know you got this one sport where there's this guy. His talent is for throwing a ball, and mm-hmm. he's showing so much ego and posturing and you know trying to assert his dominance over everyone. Mm-hmm. Wherein on the other side, may isang sport dito na talagang nagbubugbugan lang talaga sila uh-huh. for two hours every day. But no one was displaying any aggressive uh, behavior towards each other. So eventually, uh, may isang training day sa baseball, sabi, kung it was a Saturday, same training day sa judo. Mm-hmm. Sabi, if you have, you have to attend the training on baseball, mas makakuha mo na yung uniform mo. Mm-hmm. Pero pag hindi ka mag-attend, Di mo ba get it. Uh-huh. Oh, so that day, I decided to go to judo practice, and I never went to baseball, baseball again. again. Okay. Oh, uh, so ayon. Then kutingin ako na judo dun. Tapos after three months of training in judo, sabi ko sa Pero, coach ko, Prof, sorry. Ang tawag do, like hindi ka pa guaranteed sa judo team nito, or you were in already? Walang walang judo team nung time na yun. Oh, okay. Bawal, bawal lang, bawal lang grade schoolers sa gym. Oh, so there was no okay. grade school. There was no high school team nga even. So, so you were a grade school student training with, ano na, these were like what, college students na? College. Wow. College na yun, oo. Puta, solid there was, yun. There were a few guys from high school. Mm-hmm. There's a few guys from high school. Siguro mga three guys from high school na nakikitrain na sa college. And then mm-hmm. us sa grade school, eventually, yung bubarkado ko nga, sumali. So I think there was a three, four, five, uh, six of us na grade schoolers eventually sumali. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were the unofficial grade school team nun. And we were training with the college guys. Mm-hmm. So, yun, and after three months nga, sabi ko sa coach ko, Coach, kailan ba tayo sisipa sa, sa, sa sasapak dito sa judo? Okay. <laughs> Siyempre, tinawanan lang ako. Tinawanan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tapos, tapos, by the time I got into high school, uh, we had a uh, English teacher nun who mm-hmm. was an alumni from the UP judo team. So, he started the high school judo team nun. Okay. And then, at the same time, I think I was... Uh, uh, nung, nung first year ako, first year high school ako nun, my brother, si Ali, he started training judo na rin sa college. Mm-hmm. So, ayun, then we were training. So, we both started training. I was training in high school. Tapos, after na training ko sa high school, sasabahan ko yung brother ko na training sa college. college. So, okay. I was training twice a day nung high school. And then, and then, <clears throat> very active competitively nung high school. I joined all the mm-hmm. tournaments that, that we had at that time. Mm-hmm. And then until college, I was very competitive. And then five years after college, I was still very competitive. Mm-hmm. So eventually, when I college, I was in the UAAP team okay. ng Ateneo. And then after college, uh, I started coaching sa Ateneo. Uh, so I did that for seven years, from 2001 okay. to 2008. So, that part, I didn't hear that. I was coaching judo sa Ateneo before. Yeah. So, yeah, I was the head coach for the men's team from mm-hmm. 
uh, 2001 to 2008. So I wasn't coaching the women's team. It's just the men's team lang talaga. Okay. So during my my competitive years, no grades, no high school, I I think I know I reached the the title ng national champions uh, juniors. So okay. 17 and below, I was the mm-hmm. number one in the country nun. Mm-hmm. And then no college, uh, I was able to hagang never ako bakit ng third place eh, sa mga national competitions. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just in third place nun. but it was no. I I had some very good matches with some. Very, yeah, uh, and during that time, it was, it was people. like. Oh, it was like anyan, uh, UP, UST, diba? Yan yung mga major powerhouses sa judo before. Eh. No, uh, the first three years of UAAP judo, it was still a demo sport. Okay. So, it was UP that was dominating. Mm-hmm. First three years, UP talaga. Tapos, the first year na nag official sport ang, ang, UA, ang judo and the UAAP, it was, the, it was my first playing year. Okay. And nandun pa rin si Ali. Mm-hmm. So, we were in the same team. Okay. And doon kami, doon kami first nag-champion. Nice. Okay. So, during nung, during that time nung UAAP, it was very different. Now, if you join, if you look at the UAAP competitions, it's a seven-man team. Yep. Uh, each, weight, each weight category is represented, no? Mm. Back then, it was a five-man team. So, may match order na yan. So, kunyari, UP, Ateneo, UE, Lasal, mm-hmm. uh, and UST, Ateneo. Ganyan. So, na, yun yung brackets mo. Okay. So, before the match starts, let's say, UP and Ateneo, UP will make a list ng five players that you feel niya. So, player mm-hmm. one is, ito my name. Player two, my name. And kung sino kalaban mo, pag pumila na. Kasi one versus one, two versus two, so on hanggang five versus five. Okay. So it doesn't matter kung ano weight division mo. Kung sang number ka nalagay, pwedeng extra lightweight versus heavyweight. So, ayan. So, medyo, tumidiscard rin yung coach kung anong uh. tingin niya sa tingin ko. Ilalaban lang si Geto sa number one kasi pambato nila yan. So, mm. May konting ang ganong diskarte. Yep. It was it was uh, very unpredictable, but it was very exciting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after so that was our my first playing year. We won the UAAP championships ng, mm-hmm. ng brother uh, with my brother, and then uh, yeah, we the next championship that we had was I think three years after I started coaching na. So medyo malayo na rin. After nun, parang nagkaroon ng seven-year um, championship streak ang UST. Mm. Uh, and then, so on my first coaching year, I I had an all-rookie cast na, no? Okay. And then, uh, I told yung mga freshman ko nun, sabi ko, bigyan niyo ako ng uh, three years mm-hmm. and then gagawin ko kayong champions. Mm-hmm. So, bigyan niyo sa akin yung three years na yun. So, we called it the three-year plan. Mm-hmm. So, I was very happy to, ano, seeing na after three years, naging champions nga sila. So, that was the second UAAP championship ng Ateneo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, after that batch, we started with another three-year plan. So, okay. We did the same thing. So, after three years, nag-champion na ulit ang Ateneo. And that was my last coaching year. Then, I migrated to Africa. And wow. then, that's when I stopped. Uh, th- stop teaching judo. Mm-hmm. But too, ano, so, 
and after that there was a, I think a seven years naman straight na Ateneo Rose champion so mm-hmm. the the first championship year ng seven years streak na Ateneo the first one there I was the, I was the coach mm-hmm. but uh, I was succeeded by some very uh, very prominent and very uh, talented coaches mm-hmm. uh coach Robert Divinia uh coach Gilbert and of course my brother Ali was there and they were they were able to yeah Around get that that seed that we planted and make mm-hmm. a legacy out of uh, yep. the Ateneo Judo for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the same time I started coaching for Ateneo sa Judo, uh, there was a Jiu-Jitsu team. No, it was a Manimal Jiu-Jitsu Academy back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manimal, classic yan, classic yan. Uh, <laughs> and nung time na yun, they needed, they wanted to have a Judo class. Uh-huh. Right? So they're asking uh, if there's any one of us that wants to teach. So they offered it to my brother first, Ali, but see, Ali was busy. So I took up the, the position. So mm-hmm. the, the deal was I'll teach judo once a week and then I get to train in all of their classes for free. Okay. So I took it up. Right. So uh, when I started training jiu-jitsu, it was, it was very enlightening. Because mm-hmm. when, when I was when I, when I was judo, during that time, Prof? Si Miles Vives. Si, si Miles Mike. na. Okay, Miles. Miles and Mike Vives. Okay. Mm. Tapos, it, it was very enlightening because when I was still in judo, when, when all, I do, all I was doing was judo, the moment I got into the men's division, uh, 18 years old and above, where submissions were legal, mm-hmm. 75% of my matches ended up in arm bars. Okay. So... So as in literally, if I had four matches in a day, three of them would be arm bars. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very consistent. Uh, the, um, I, I think the, I had a reputation that, was, that began when I joined my very first men's competition. So I just mm-hmm. turned 18 and I joined my very first uh, men's nationals. Mm-hmm. And I fought against this... Uh, Sea Games veteran natin na taga Zamboanga. I think he was a policeman. Eh. So his name was Ferdinand Kudaw. Mm-hmm. And he was, a, he was a black belt. And he was very intimidating. He's tall, he's, tall, he's lean. As I'm just this 18-year-old pledging brown belt. <laughs> everyone, was, everyone was expecting him to wipe the floor uh, with me. No? Para ikaw yung and, easy fight. Ikaw yung easy fight. Uh, uh, ako, ako yung easy fight. Uh, so, when... He got me in a foot sweep and I fell. He gets a score, but I rotated really fast and I got the arm bar. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to tap. Eventually, I got the tap. Okay. And then, after him, okay. like, and everyone that was, that all the coaches that I met after him was like, oh, yeah, you're going to tap. Yeah. So, street cred. na to. Ito na yung street cred. Oh. Yeah, yun yung street cred. Ko. Then, then after him, it was just there. Uh, I think at that time was nobody, nobody really cared for submissions at judo in time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just I found a, a liking to it. I found uh, no, that I was more I gravitated towards the ground game a lot more than the uh, throwing game. So marun marun I just like to. Oh, no man, di ka naman uh, black belt sa judo kung di ka marunong bumata. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yun nga, kasi uh, nobody defended it. Nobody was mm-hmm. uh, 
knowledgeable in defending it. Just, yep. It just wasn't valued. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other clubs that I get to support. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, parang mm-hmm. it's yeah. So yeah, it was it was cheap for them. So they just didn't develop any defense against it. Okay. And, you know, we exploited that, and because of that, because I won seventy five percent of my matches with arm bars, I thought I was good. Mm-hmm. You know? So now I'm 22 years old. I joined jujitsu classes, and I'm rolling against these 14 year old kids. I get them in an armbar, and then they'll hitchhike out of it. Oh. I've never seen a hitch. I've never hitch. seen a hitchhike in my uh, life before. The hitchhike reversal move. Uh. Oh, so, why is this 14 year old kid getting out of my armbar? Mm-hmm. I mean, in my ego filled 22 year old head back. Sino, ano, anong ginagawa nito yung 14-year-old? <laughs> so, yeah, eventually, then after so many roles, and, you know, I just realized there's a lot more things that I didn't know. Parang mm-hmm. things I thought I was good at, I wasn't pala. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not as good a ground player as uh, I thought I was. So, yeah, we just kept, I just kept on training. I just kept on training. I, I liked it. Uh, the, the people in Manimal back then, they were, uh, they were tough guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they trained hard, but at the same time, tawa-tawa lang. So just, mm. like, uh, just like regular dudes, you know? Which was unheard of that is a martial arts. Dati pag martial arts ka, parang, my, my martial arts is the best. Para oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Pero, oh, wala pa yung surfer jiu- Foreign pa yung surfer jiu-jitsu culture ng time na yun, eh. Oh, oh. And then... Um, that was brought to, and then I was exposed to that sa animal and galing, I was not. So same way na I, I found the chill nature of the judo team nung grade school ako mm-hmm. to be attractive and that's what made me stay. Ganun din sa mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So, and then from, from animal, I think we became new breed. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's when we started competing. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, and then, uh, so new breed back then, you know, back, the teams that you know right now as um, Apex Jiu Jitsu, mm. uh, Origins, and yep. Cobrinha, in yung new breed that. New breed that. So eventually, yep. uh, so eventually we all went our own ways, and uh, I formed Origins with Mike Vives and with mm-hmm. Aldo Torres. Yeah. You know? And so. What, what we believe in origins is that, you know, while we, while we are very passionate about jiu-jitsu, while we, you know, we put a lot of value in it in our lives, you know, uh, there's a lot of things about it also that can become distractions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, having been part of a really big team that's become yeah. hiwalay hiwalay, yep. you know, those, those, uh, those uh, forks. Mm-hmm. Or branching out happened for reasons, mm-hmm. some good, some not. Uh, but what we learn from all of that is what you, what you have to uh, always remember to keep yourself grounded and to keep jiu-jitsu fun is to always remember why you started training in the first place. Yes. You know, so why did you start training? You know? mm-hmm. you know, for me, I started training because I wanted to, uh, I like jiu-jitsu. I wanted to be better at it, and uh, you know, I had a I had a lot of fun training jiu-jitsu. I met a lot of good people there, mm-hmm. uh, very accommodating, sincere, and 
people that genuinely wanted to help. Mm-hmm. So those are the reasons I started training. And anything else that kind of distracts you from that, you know, yep. uh, it's not important. Right? Parang when you start thinking about bakit ako hindi na-promote, ganyan, ganyan. Parang all those distractions from whatever politics that you mm-hmm. that uh, is included in being a senior in jiu-jitsu. Yep. That's all just noise. Right? If, and if you get bothered with all those noise, just ground yourself back to the origins of why you started in the first place. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's about learning constantly. It's about, uh, it's about having fun and it's about helping others. Mm-hmm. And, and every time that you do that for each training session, then it's a, it's a good training session. Mm-hmm. That is true. Because, ano lang naman yun eh. I think it it the whole issue of of the excesses, kumbaga, di ba? Like the excess emotions. Or, ano na lang yun eh. Uh, how how did I put it before? These are just like like ego pockets na lang yun sa mga tao. Especially yung mga nade-disappoint na pag-promotion date tapos hindi sila na-promote. Parang ano na lang yan eh, di ba? Ego check na lang sa'yo yan eh, di ba? I mean, I, I don't understand why I don't understand why it's it's such a big deal for most students now, di ba? Pag hindi ka na-promote, hindi ka na-promote, di ba? Like, you didn't, you didn't join you didn't join this class, you didn't join or you didn't start doing jiu-jitsu for the promotions, di ba? So, I mean, kahit ako, red flag na sa akin yun eh. Like, now that I'm coaching, especially pag may nag inquire tapos ang unang question, paano promotion dyan? Sabi ko, ay! <laughs> <laughs> Parang hindi tayo magkakasundo. <laughs> Sabi ko, merong ibang school doon, 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 doon. Try mo. <laughs> Kasi medyo hindi ka pwede sa amin. Hindi ka pwede sa akin. Kasi right off the bat, if that is your goal, then ano yan eh. Um... I don't know for other schools, pero at least uh, ako, I, I don't, I don't, uh, hindi siya ang priority ko. And, like, I, I, let, let's, I want to step back a bit muna, Prof. Like, speaking of Manimal to New Breed before, before it transcended mm. into Origins of the Day, uh, this is a, this is a common question I asked uh, the, the pioneers, kumbaga, eh. how were you able to, how were you able to sustain or maintain the, the semblance of a jiu-jitsu lifestyle during a time where people have had no idea what was jiu-jitsu. Like, what kept you going oh. on? What kept you, like... For sure, there were times na it's either you question yourself or other people will question you na parang ano ba yung ginagawa mo? Diba? It's taking a lot of your time. You're not gonna earn from it. Uh, nobody knows what it is. Diba? Nobody, know, nobody understands. So at least people have an idea of of the things that that you had to go through, that I had to go through, and it will be it will give students of today and tomorrow a better appreciation of the history of how the jiu-jitsu scene in the Philippines was molded. Yeah, well, I, I guess that you know, that the answer to that question is very different for each stage of your life mm-hmm. that you're at, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's say, nung when, when I was younger, I definitely used all about, you know, a lot of it was about competition. Mm-hmm. You know, so coming from a judo background where uh, competition is just seen merely as another form of practice. Mm-hmm. Parang it's just something that you do. Eh? You know? yep. It's something that uh, you, know, you do 
you do reps, you do roles, you do competitions. Part yun eh. And uh, of course, finding out uh, uh, what you're capable of and how how good you really are. Those are the motivations back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, even at that time, parang things start creeping and when you get injured, so bakit ko ba ginagawa sa sarili to? <laughs> you know, everyone else is having fun, nag-gimmick. Yeah. Ako, nag-training. Oh. I, I remember specifically, may, may, there was this one training session. Uh, I was working already. I was coming from Makati. Mm-hmm. I was driving to, ano, to Quezon City for the very first training namin for my second Jiu-Jitsu tournament. Mm-hmm. Hyped ako, hyped ako na. I, want, I want to train. Then I get a phone call. Uh, from a friend of mine, says, DJ, may take it ako to the Incubus concert tonight, extra. Ah! Ano lang. Sumama ka na, sumama ka na. Uh-huh. Rang, Shit, ang ina. Ano gagawin ko dito? <laughs> for the tournament. So, uh, eventually, I, I, you know, I just told my friend, sorry, but I have to diba? train tonight. Diba? Diba? <laughs> I mean, these are so the things that people, diba? I mean, for us, it makes sense. But you mm-hmm. know, these are some of the things that people. Kahit nga ako hanggang ngayon, I find it difficult to mm-hmm. to explain to people. Eh, because it's so hard to explain something that other people don't really do, diba? They they don't undergo the process. So, kaya rin siguro ginawa ko to. Kasi I want to. Siguro if I can't put make the words for it, somebody else has a better answer to it. Because <laughs> ano siya? It's a very it's a very intrinsic. It's a very um, internal processing. Uh, mm. Wala. It just makes sense. Eh, going to the gym and seeing the people that you love and learning something that you know is gonna make yourself better just makes more sense. You know, it just makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diba? And then I guess I, you know when when I think about when you know when you're younger, at least when I was younger, I guess the it was finding value in myself mm-hmm. and the things that I was doing mm-hmm. was the motivation. It was the motivation for me to uh, train while while trying to build a career at the same time. Because mm-hmm. no time na heavy naman ako into jujitsu competition. I was already working then, so mm. my schedule back then was I would uh, pag competition na pag gipit na talaga mm. I would wake up get on an elliptical machine in the morning mm-hmm. get to work lunchtime mm-hmm. I lift weights mm-hmm. I'll do either judo or jiu-jitsu tapos pag normal day naman tanggalin mo lang ng elliptical machine sa umaga but weights at noon uh. and then uh Martial arts agave, mm-hmm. so and yeah, that's uh, that's uh, it's, it's very taxing, I guess. Mm-hmm. If, in retrospect, nung ba- pagbata ka naman, it just seemed like, oh no, since kaya kakayanin. Oh, kaya but, kakayanin. Uh, yeah. I guess the the drive behind that is you know pa- trying to find value in yourself and accomplishment, trying to find value in accomplishment, trying to find value in you know in the training. Mm-hmm. That was the motivation. When you get older, it's a bit different, di ba? Kasi biglang papasok ka dyan, especially pag may pamilya ka na, parang, mm. why am I spending so much time doing this mm-hmm. when I should be allocating the time to earning, ano, to earning for my family to put mm-hmm. food on the table, di ba? Mm-hmm. Parang, if you think about it, di ba? What they say, for you to earn a black belt, 
you could have the time you put into earning a black belt, you could have gotten yourself a medical degree already. Oh nga, yeah. It's like when when we no no when he was here and then we went out and then he goes like Franco, do you have your own school? So we go, no. Why? You're a black belt. So I go, eventually, Saulo. So we go, eventually. So we go, I'm, I'm just doing the things that I, I've shelved for so many years. Okay, but I want you to have your own school. So we go, yeah, of course. I'll probably have my own DevTech chapter. So he goes, you're a black belt. You know, that's two doctorate degrees. So go, that's, that's like twice going to, <laughs> to medical school. So I go, oh, man. I mean, when he said that, no ko lang na-realize na parang, oh nga, no? parang ka na pala nag-doktor, no? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Diba? Yeah. So, I, I guess, diba? parang when you consider those things, parang it doesn't really make sense nga, diba? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, all those hours that you put in already has to have some purpose. In yes. It. Yes. Diba? It has to have culminated to some purpose. And, and that's, what you, that's, that's what motivates me now. So. Mm-hmm. Parang, what was the purpose of me doing all of that? Mm-hmm. That, 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 should, that spark should still be alive. There's still, mm-hmm. oh, obviously, I'm not teaching, I'm not teaching jujitsu full time. I have my own business, so, mm-hmm. uh, but so I'm, I'm not fully committed to it as a lot of our other brothers are. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's just, there is a sense of purpose for me, parin, in continuing my jujitsu. So all the years that I've uh, dedicated to learning i want to pass that on so mm-hmm. you know, i moved to the south in santaro in the valley mm-hmm. i saw na there is a need for jiu-jitsu here so yep. i started the school mm-hmm. uh and then at the same time uh we want to grow the community mm-hmm. nationwide so i'm doing a lot of work for the jiu-jitsu federation of the philippines mm-hmm. and then Internationally, uh, the role I found myself at is uh, representing the Philippines as a referee yes. in international competitions. Yes, so, no, one of the best. Right now. Mm. Uh, and you know, know that great, diba, the, and the amount of work that you're putting in, clearly, diba, the jiu-jitsu team during the last SEA Games showed up. As in, everyone accomplished. Uh, Halos lahat nagmedal eh, de ba? So that clearly shows the the program, the progression, the time that was allotted by the athletes and the support by the participating teams. And then when pinagkwento nga namin ni ni Aldo to eh, na parang during the entire during the whole ano coverage nasa meeting ako pero nakabawas yung laptop ko pero meron ako maliit na box ng YouTube pinapanood ko yung mga masaya ko. Sabi ko, Dean Roas, kakain ni Dean Roas to. GND, ah, okay, kakain ni GN to. Diba? Sabi ko, ah, okay. Tapos yung uh-huh. muntik, nahuli, na, nahuli ako ng slide kasi nung laban ni Kyla, tsaka ni, sino yung AOJ girl na yun? Constance. Hindi, uh, si, si, si Kyla, tsaka si, oh, yung ano nila? Yung, yeah, yung a girl from Cambodia. Oh, yun. Si Jessica Khan. Jessica Khan, ayun. So, munti ka na si Jessica. Sabi ko, sa, sa meeting ako, sa salita siya, biglang sabi ko, tang, eh, namuntikan ka na doon. <laughs> sabi nung, sabi nung <laughs> nagpamoderate ako. Ano, you have a question? Sabi ko, ay, wala, wala. 
sobrang jahe moment na yun. Kasi I was cheering for Kyla nun sa amin ko, kumunti ka nga nag-gago ka. Sabi ko, kumunti ka nga na. <laughs> and, and I mean, that was, for me, that was a good sign to not just Southeast Asian countries, but I mean, sige, let's, let's, thinking big, it's global. Pero like Asian region, mm-hmm. parang ano, diba? you think you guys are good, Ano yan? Sabi ko, we're, we're, I'm proud to say we're better. Kasi, like, for example, nag-compete kami ni Jaguar. Parang ilan lang kami Pinoy noon. Parang Taiwan National Open ba yun? Parang nuts and crosses na contingent. It was me, him, Oliver Domingo. Parang tatlo lang ata kami noon. Parang tatlo, apat ipunta kami doon. Tapos, when we won, people are asking, like, Sang, where are you from? Sabi, I'm from the Philippines. Wow, Jiu-Jitsu Philippines. Sabi ko, Parang Philippines Jiu-Jitsu, sabi ko, yeah, sabi ko, don't worry, sabi ko, you guys so good, sabi ko, don't worry, there's plenty of us back home, sabi ko, there's plenty of us back home, just watch out, sabi ko, just watch out, there's plenty of us back home, I'm not the only one, you say I'm good, sabi ko, there's plenty of people like me back home, just just so you wait, man, sabi ko, so, th- when, when was this, when was the Taiwan Open? 2000, kailan ba kami nagpunta ni Jaguar noon, 17 or 17 or 18. Basta okay. ano yun, ang tawag dito, ang ano noon, sa may Taipei 101 pa ata yung venue noon. Or a mall wow. near Taipei 101. No, no, no. It's not, it's not in Taipei okay. 101 mismo. Do, do kami like din Taifung after. Parang this is Taipei mm. 101 and there's like a school or a gym doon. So pagkakit wow. namin doon, parang doon ko rin nakita yung that's where I saw like the Taiwan, the Taiwan jiu-jitsu scene, uh, just like any jiu-jitsu scene, people are so nice. Uh, people are very competitive. But uh, you know that the atmosphere is very. Um, there's that certain. That's the thing about jiu-jitsu tournaments. Because when you go to MMA tournaments, diba, pagpasok ko palang, feel mo lang yung intensity ng mga tao. Kasi it's an MMA event, diba? It's an MMA fight. Mm-hmm. Pero sa jiu-jitsu tournament, when you enter the venue, you know you look. The look is very calm, but you know that underneath people are just there's that certain intensity na, na underlying na parang di mo ma-explain eh, di ba? So when we got there, parang ah, okay, chill mga tao, okay. Pero makikita mo pag nasa bullpen ka na, sabi ko, sabi ko, Jag, kung papatayan na naman, parang gusto ko pagpatayan ng mga tao dito. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was a very, that was a very fun experience for us. And when uh, Jag and I won gold in our divisions and in just like silver also absolute. Tapos yun nga, that's where people are like, where are you from? Where are you from? So I'm from the Philippines. Because so, wow, Philippines. Siyempre, some of the guys like Makoto was there, so Makoto knew me. He's like, ah, you know. Oh, like some of the schools that were there, they're like, ah, oh, the Philippines, Philippines are jujitsu. So we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jitsu is getting big there, so there's plenty of people like me. So at least ayan, it's and I like the progression of of. I mean, to be honest, ako, I'm not. I'm happy that Jitsu is getting traction, pero I think it could be more. I, I I have to, I just don't know yet, or I have to figure out how the message can get across. Because I really think that everyone should know Jitsu. Like the progression of jiu-jitsu from the time that you started up to now, like are you happy with the progression? Well, yeah. I mean 
dati eh. Walang tournaments eh. I mean, oh, yeah. A while ago, we're talking about uh, there's 50 black belts now and mm-hmm. you're not happy with it. Imagine mm-hmm. time namin, zero. Exactly. Zero black belts. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Purples lang yung highest rank nung time na yun, di ba? Kaya dati pag purple belt ka, parang just ka na eh, no? Parang... Oh, untouchable yun. Yeah. Oh. Kasi kung pumasok ako sa... Blue belts were untouchable. Mm-hmm. Wala lang na yung purples. Tapos pag nakakita ka ng brown belt, pare, para ka nakakita ng... Unicorn. Sa... <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn. <laughs> yung pa lang, di ba? So, it's, you know, we've, we've progressed, you know, uh, leaps and bounds na since you know since the time that all of this started i'm very happy uh in terms of you know can it be bigger of course it can you know? mm-hmm. the, the 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 model for this would always be taekwondo i mean mm-hmm. you can see how taekwondo is the most widely practiced martial arts in the philippines yes and and you can see with the way they've organized themselves the way they're marketing themselves and that's something that we can learn uh, yes. work and learn from and hopefully duplicate, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you look at Taekwondo, we don't have any affinity to it in terms of patriotism. It's not native to us in Taekwondo. It's just, mm. it's, Taekwondo is just as foreign to, the, to us as Jiu-Jitsu is. But yes. it's gotten a foothold in our country like nothing else. More than Arnis. Arnis is now our national sport. Yes. But there's more Taekwondo practitioners. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So it's a matter of organizing ourselves, right? mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, look at what Taekwondo is doing, learn from that, and hopefully follow suit. That is yeah. a very good analogy. I never really thought of looking at it from that model. So at least then, it's a very good you know, perspective to look at. And then from your, your training to competing, how was the transition from being the student competitor? Now you're the coach, you're the teacher. How was that transition? Like, was it something well, that was natural progression? Did it fell in your lap, or did you really want to teach? Like, like looking ahead, para hindi ako gusto talaga magin, coach. well, no. I transitioned into teaching because the, uh, our instructor back then, see Miles Vives, mm-hmm. who was hand, I was, I was training with Miles for about a couple of years at that point, and he was teaching all the classes. And then he just told us, "We're, I know, I'm, I'm going back to the U.S. and I'm leaving mm-hmm. the team with you guys." So okay. at that time, it was Sakin, kay Ali, kay Aldo Torres, kay Ariel mm-hmm. Valenova, kay mm-hmm. Mark Entrata, and kay Aaron Lee. So those mm-hmm. were the names that, that he left us with. So uh, I was teaching judo already back then, so parang it was it was a it was a natural transition for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the difference though is parang judo has a set curriculum. You know, you have a, yeah. you have the Gokyo no Waza, which is the set of the uh, basic forty throws, and mm-hmm. there's tons of footage out there that you can study the champions from. And then you have the Kodokan Institute where you can go for uh, seminars and certifications. Jiu Jitsu mm-hmm. had none of those back then. You know, wala pa tayo mga online platforms, no lang online dojos noon. Tapos very minimal uh, videos lang. You'll go to Squadron shops at Green Hills. Noon. <laughs> Alam mo kung bukas si Squadron Mario ngayon, Spurry. mayaman na yun. Hindi mo maintindihan. <laughs> di ba? Kung bukas pa rin si Squadron na gano'n. Di ba? Pwede siya mag-ano. Exclusive yeah. distributor siya ng ano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, 
yeah, it kind of fell into my lap. I didn't really seek for it, but I, I knew that my jujitsu journey had to continue. So we helped the people. I helped the people around me as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, we were able to form origins from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But uh, as as the years gone gone by, you know, you realize there's a lot more to teaching than just you know than just what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I was an active competitor mm-hmm. in the routines that I learned, I could teach, and there's a lot more in-depth theory and knowledge that uh, that you had to learn. So it's a constant active uh, gathering of knowledge, you know, reading mm-hmm. books, watching videos, and a lot of that goes into being a teacher. No? Mm-hmm. Especially now, na, before, it was just like a simple club. Origins. We had our Rockwell branch. Na, mm-hmm. you know, it's not our own place. Naman. We're just... Uh, we're sharing the time in a dance studio, laying out mm-hmm. our master, teaching what we're working on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like what's your story, Cisaulo says you should open a school. But what does that mean? What does that mm-hmm. mean if you're going to open a school? So yes. I moved here to the South. I started thinking, okay, if I'm going to open up a school, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it going to be the same as what we were doing before, Rockwell, or it has to evolve from that. And it, it does. Because eh? when you're talking yes. about a club in a school, those are two different things. Eh? Clubs, parang, you know, you're just kind of winging it. Eh? A school, I'm the black there. I have to define, parang, okay, as a, as a, if, I'm putting in, if I'm getting a white belt off the street, uh, what's the most efficient way for me to get him from point A to point B, point B exactly. being a blue mm-hmm. belt? And what are the requirements of a blue belt? Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, the, the, the way that my mind is wrapping around this idea is, okay, IBDJF says there's a minimum one year for you to be uh, a white belt to jump into blue belt or one mm-hmm. year and a half. No? Mm-hmm. So you have that one year and a half to build a curriculum. Very much like parang, if you jump from grade one to grade two, one year, yes. Yes. Ten, yes. Month, 10 month curriculum. Mm-hmm. What are you going to teach in those 10 months? So mm-hmm. IBDJF says a year and a half for you, you to get from white to blue. What are you? What lessons are you putting into that one year and a half? Mm-hmm. And it has to be defined. Hindi na, yep. I, I think I know, I've evolved from the thinking na parang pag ready na siya, ready na siya. Ganon kasi dati. Uh, There's a lot of schools na still do it that way, and because that's the way they learn, that's the way they got promoted. But if you're really building a school, a school like like how we went to uh, school. Yeah. There has to be some definitions of it, right? Yep. So, what are the things that the, that the beginner should be learning? They say mm-hmm. that an average blue belt can defeat any uh, black belt in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what are the things that they need to know? Yep. Right? So, they need to have a takedown. They need to know how to pass the guard. Yep. They need to know how to... Uh, finish from side mount, finish from full mount, finish from back control. They need to be yes. able to uh, fight from close guard, fight from half guard, mm-hmm. fight from open guard. Yep. Yun. So once you have those, fill in the blanks to saganon, then you have your curriculum for white yep. belt. Yeah. Diba? And you have to be able to test that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And then you do the same thing for blue belt and purple belt, brown belt, so on and so forth. That's what having a school means for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And then, uh, uh, I know that some people will say that it's not as uh, black and white as that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can't also, you can't be operating blindly. Mm. 
Diba? You have to have some set of guidelines to define what these things are. Because mm-hmm. people will quit if they don't, uh, if they don't, they don't know what they're working hard for. Mm-hmm. Or they don't know what they're aspiring for. Mm-hmm. Diba? They can't just keep on putting in the work, putting in the work. We're not, we're not a Zumba class. Yeah. <laughs> we're a martial arts with progressions. Diba? Yeah. And at the same time, you have, to, you have to really put some thought into it. Right? If you're a strength coach, you don't get the person from the street and ask him to do a 400-pound deadlift right there, there in front of yep. you. Diba? That's true. Oh. But at the same so if you look at that in a jiu-jitsu analogy, you you don't get somebody and teach from scratch and tell them and teach them the bare bolo from the start. Mm-hmm. There's progressions. There's certain yeah. uh, certain skills that they need to acquire, and for them to get there, you'll have to define what those things are. Mm-hmm. So oh, to- totally agree. Totally agree. Because ano yan eh? For us in the jiu-jitsu community or whoever's done martial arts, it's easy for us to understand the parang. Yeah, You'll know what you know, or I mean, it, it can hold it holds some truth, pero that's something that I I learned along the way when I started. Hindi nga when I started coaching, when I started, or when I'm trying to sell the the, the jujitsu program to people who had no idea what jujitsu was about, because mm-hmm. they always ask you, like, how is the progression, or how do you reach from point yeah. A to point B? You can't really just say na. They just show up in training, diba? Hindi na pwede yung ganun eh. They have to, no. diba? There has to be, kumbaga, there has to be a structure, a certain amount of structure in place mm-hmm. so that people can digest uh, the information and then you, you go from there. Diba? Kasi, ano yan eh, mahirap yung punta ka na lang, sige, nagpunta, nag-enjoy sila, pero, when when the follow-up questions are asked and then you don't have an answer, hindi ka makaka-convert. Conversion is very hard. Sign-ups are going to... I mean, you can post all you want in your social media accounts, but if you can't answer the questions, it's going to be hard to get students. So at least, yeah. ayan, at least I mean, these are the things that, that especially when you're trying to uh, set up your own school, so how was I mean with that regard? How was the from from just being a club to taking over Origins and then now you you set up like how were other challenges of setting up your own school, especially in a place like Santa Rosa, where in walapa masyado may alam ng jujitsu, How were you able to promote it? Well, again, uh, there's pros and cons to mm-hmm. being out here and have not. Uh, not having a lot of people be knowledgeable about it. Uh, number one, I think jujitsu is uh, mainstream enough so people will have an idea of what it is, kahit papano. Yeah. You're not starting from scratch talaga and educating mm-hmm. people around here what jujitsu is about. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an inkling, they have an idea, and there's, there's, there's enough of those people that know about jujitsu mm-hmm. that, uh, that is enough for you to start uh, school mm-hmm. with. No? So, you know, I, I didn't get uh, to uh, operate long enough the school that we opened because of the pandemic. You know? mm. I opened up the... I, I moved here then I started teaching in my garage for a year. And we had yeah. a constant five people training. There's people that... Ang ganda ano setup mo eh. Sabi ko, pato ako yung setup TJ. Garage jits talaga. Yeah, kasi ano, we were still establishing ourselves in the community. I think that's another important part there. You know, before we... 
we decided to make a you know to really build a school and open up in the mall mm-hmm. we i we established ourselves in the community first mm-hmm. meaning na uh, so we we got school for the kids and we got active in the parents association there and then we made some friends in the community and once people got to know us already then they supported us when we mm-hmm. put the school up right? and mm-hmm. you know the the parents and and the community here they saw na I was involved in the sea games. I was refereeing there, mm-hmm. and you no, know, I put them all on my Facebook friends. Sa lahat. and then I post mm-hmm. about uh, you know, yung refereeing in the world in Abu Dhabi and you know, yung mga in-house tournaments namin sa Origins here, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the and the small class that we have here in the house. So by the time uh, we opened up in the mall, it was primed and ready. So it took about a year of preparation to make sure now when we do open here. We have enough of a following that people mm-hmm. in the the school. Mm-hmm. So, fortunately, nga lang, we opened March two, March sixteen. Yeah. But for but for that short amount of time that we were open, we had thirty students. And that's so that a very good number. Five, that was a very nice number. Oh, okay. and that and that was pre summer. Mm-hmm. That was pre summer, no? So. That's a combination of the kids and the teens and the adults. So I had Still, three programs. Still, grabe yon. Sayang, masayang number yeah. na in 30. It was, it was very good, no? So it was very promising. And that was March, you know? And mm-hmm. kung nag-umabot kami ng summer vacation, April, who knows what the numbers would have been, di ba? Mm-hmm. And, lang, it was very unfortunate. But, you know, we just got a, parang, tiisin na lang muna natin yung nangyayari. Oh. There's nothing we can do about it. Yep. Uh, strengthen everything on the back end of Muna, do some stuff online. Uh, you know, for, for me, I started making these videos na third man on the mat. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I thought I could help the jiu-jitsu community while we're not allowed to train on the mats just yet. Mm-hmm. No? So the past two tournaments I've competed, I've, I've refereed, I got a video camera and I took a video of all the matches, almost all the matches that I refereed. Okay. So I have a, a, a small library that I can work with right now. So I'm breaking them down. Galeng, uh, yeah, go, go. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So I've had three videos up already. And, uh, ayan, uh, nasira yung mic ko. So now I got this. Oh, okay, yan. So the, the purpose of, ano, of those videos are to inform people of the rules of uh, jiu-jitsu, the sport of jiu-jitsu, no? Mm-hmm. How is the, uh, what is the objective of the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you win the game, right? And what are the rules governing the game, right? Because mm-hmm. if people understand it, then people will appreciate it more. Yes. Not just for the players, but for the general public, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's a commentary, it's a breakdown. I'm starting off with matches that, uh, that I have refereed because mm-hmm. I don't want to inadvertently critique the work of other referees. So, mm-hmm. yung akin na muna. Then I'm, I'm hoping the other That is a very good na. idea, bro. Okay. Uh, so, I have about three videos up there right now. And uh, the next video I'm putting up, it's, you know, there's some very, really good lessons that we can learn from that. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, uh, the idea came about from, you know, directly from my experience refereeing. There's a lot mm-hmm. of competitors, there's a lot of coaches that surprisingly are not familiar with the rules. No? Yes. Uh, and they complain to the referee. 
which is okay lang naman. I mean, as a referee, you know, there's going to be complaints. Eh. But, you know, I think the, the, the one, the, the thing that has more of an impact is they can actually lose the match because they're not familiar with the rules. Yep. You know, I see people, all the hard work, all the sacrifices they've done, they've, they've made during training, you know, missing out on Incubus concerts and whatnot. And then, tournament. can opener. You know, uh, I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a match in last tournament sa Circuit Mall. There was a kid, a white vet, who went for a can opener. Uh-huh. And, so, DQ. Yeah, DQ. It's sayang, It's good. It's good. The next video I'm putting out, there's this kid, white belt friend. He was going in for a choke. Mm-hmm. He was going in for a choke from the back, lapel choke. Then, he defend his Yeah. So, what he did, he grabbed yung the defending arm na kalaban niya, uh-huh. He grabbed the inside uh-huh. of the uh-huh. defending arm no sleeve uh-huh. to pull it off. Uh-huh. To finish the submission. Yeah, so he just lost So break the fight, start ano, stand them up, penalty dun sa attacker, uh-huh. tapos continue. Oh, continue. Submission, yeah, no? sayang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was this, I remember there's this one match in particular sa Mall of Asia. Uh, so the attacker had full mount. Mm-hmm. The attacker had full mouth, and then uh, he he came in for like a, a rear naked choke type, but from yeah. the front. From diba? the front, uh uh-uh. From the front. Uh-huh. So the guy underneath taps. Then I declare the attacker is the winner. Hmm. And then so, sobrang nagreklam yung coach nagwawala na. Hmm. Nagwawala na yung coach parang po. How can that be legal? It's not legal. Yan, mm-hmm. But if you look at the IBJJF rulebook, uh, there's, there's a picture of that saying that legal legal for white belts and above. Yeah. It was a, it, it's the example for a choke with spinal lock. Yeah. That's legal. Yeah, that's legal. A spinal lock without choke is illegal. But a mm-hmm. choke with spinal lock it's legal, it's legal right? yep. oh, oh. so it's a reflection of you know the the coach and the player we're not familiar with the rules right? mm-hmm. and you know if he knew that it was legal he could have defended it mm-hmm. so sayang right? sayang sayang yung mga efforts nila. and you know if so we are putting out these videos para to help the, the players the coaches uh, be more familiar with the rules to help the general public or just spectators yes. to understand what's happening in the matches while the referee is calling this and that. And ultimately, is to build a stronger jiu-jitsu community. If yep. we have uh, more familiarity with the rules, we have better performances, then we have overall better jiu-jitsu for the Philippines. Um, and so that's, that's my little way of helping the community while we're, while we're not on the mats. And to add to your point, Prof, do you, if jiu-jitsu is a good spectator sport, we can get more people to watch it. And that's, I hope that's aligned to the project that you're doing right now. Because if people are more aware about the rules, if they're more aware about the point system and the submissions, they have a better appreciation of what mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu is. Diba? So is, is jiu-jitsu becoming um, spectator-friendly or the transition to becoming a spectator sport a very good way to to spread awareness about jiu-jitsu? Whew. 
Uh, I'm not so sure about how to answer that question. Parang oh, how, do you, but, making, how do you go about making it a spectator sport, di ba? Parang mm. do you simplify the rules? But at the same time, those rules are there for a reason. Those for a reason, no. Oh, those, those rules evolved because of necessity, no? Mm. Parang, uh, I think, what, what tournament rules? Uh, I think in Abu Dhabi, mm. they started having one point instead of advantages. Yeah. Mm, parang merong okay. may ganong ano. It's either that or yung kahit si Hickson, yung tournament niya, ganun din eh. Parang pag nag-pull card ka nga, may negative points eh. Di ba? Well, that kind of makes sense. But let's uh, say parang, uh, what's it again? Sabi get distracted with the examples. But, uh, I mean, making it mainstream like that, I, I don't think it still address, no, it still reaches out to mm-hmm. the people eh. Mm-hmm. Parang the only people who will get interested in that are still the practitioners. Eh, you know? Okay. Parang, I, I think the best way for us to make jiu-jitsu more mainstream is to organize ourselves as a as a as a federation mm-hmm. and to build out certification programs for in, you know for instructors that are mm-hmm. teaching uh, standard curriculum that all of us can respect and adhere to and recognize mm-hmm. that it's effective and it still adheres to the spirit of jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and then roll out a, a massive uh, training campaign that reaches to the grassroots level in the schools. Mm-hmm. If you can infiltrate the schools and have yes. jiu-jitsu as part mm-hmm. of the educational system, then if then a lot a lot more people will have uh, a jiu-jitsu base in their education. Mm-hmm. A lot more coaches will be given the ability to uh, teach in teach jiu-jitsu and earn a living from it and mm-hmm. then uh, I think that's a very good idea as in when you, once you get to once you penetrate school systems mas maganda yung ano tsaka at least it's a good grassroots program diba kasi yeah. when you, you you discover talent like early on you can develop that diba so yeah. ano na lang yan so eh kasi another, no, another reason to look into taekwondo as a mm-hmm. peg Oh uh, yes, lahat yes. Salos, my Milo summer taekwondo mm. program. And each yeah. and each school has their own taekwondo class, diba? Diba? Exactly. They have their own summer summer program for taekwondo. Mm. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll definitely look into that. Because parang magandang ayong model niya na ganon. Because ano lang din eh. it's like um I I I can I wanna I'm still learning and I want to implement like a lot of things. That will help the community grow. Because, ano na lang din yun eh. Parang, di ba? What's at the end of the day, you won't, you won't take. I mean, at the end of the day, my my legacy will be my students, di ba? My legacy will be my teammates. So, di ba? You have to spread as much information out there, and then, di ba? In the hopes na at least the next generation will do the same thing, and then grow, grow the sport bigger than, than how you did it, diba? So at least, ayan, people, we have a very, so that at least we'll have a very good timeline, diba? Kasi, mm-hmm. ano yan eh, sayang eh, ang ganda-ganda ng jiu-jitsu eh, really, and I know that there are a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu and MMA practitioners na hindi lang, hindi lang nadi-discover pa, or they don't, they, wala pa silang tamang exposure for it. So, sayang, sayang. And, and I'm very yeah. happy na, I'm very happy na, na different schools are coming in that that alam mo yun, it it changes the complexity of the scene 
Diba? And ano yan, like more schools, more opportunities, more ways to, to spread jiu-jitsu. Diba? More ways to grow the community. And mm-hmm. ano rin naman yan, like now as a coach and as a teacher, kung in your current students, diba? so sabihin na natin, anong, if you're a white belt, okay, let's go to white, blue, purple. Okay, white, blue, purple. What should be your mindset? Okay, what should be your mindset when you're a white belt? What should be your mindset when you're a blue belt and a purple belt? Ah, well, it's annoying. I don't think there should be like a difference, you know, in in the mindset. Mm. It's all about linear progression. Eh? Mm. No? Same way as strength training. It's all about linear progression, right? uh, Strength training. What defines uh, novice from an intermediate to an advanced lifter? Mm-hmm. It's the uh, a beginner lifter can recover fast. They can okay. and they can have massive gains and improvement in performance within mm-hmm. those within workout periods. No? So if they can recover fast, if you put like a ten pound addition into their deadlifts mm-hmm. uh, between well, you know, workout A Monday, that was so they did say hundred pounds about the next. They can recover fast enough by Wednesday so they can add another 10 pounds and yep. then they can add another uh, 10 pounds in the next working day right? until you reach that plateau. Mm-hmm. Tapos, it becomes, you have to have a more complex programming for them to mm-hmm. eventually it'll take one week or mm-hmm. four days now before they recover. So for Jiu-Jitsu, it's not about intensity and recovery time mm-hmm. variables. Natin, right? We're talking about uh, Techniques, you eh, know, parang mm-hmm. since you're a beginner, there's so much to learn. There's so much things to access. Diba? Parang give them the basics mm. of each basic position, diba? and they mm-hmm. should learn all of that. That's your yes. loading. Yep. Then, as you get to higher level, you have to handpick na kung ka, what, what, where you find your best at mm-hmm. finding your own game, diba? mm-hmm. And then from there, starting developing. But it's just linear progression. So sometimes you'll reach plateau just like in strength training. Yes. You know, uh, uh, but you'll just have to ha- find some uh, some tweaks in your training for you mm-hmm. to surpass that plateau. Mm-hmm. Right? What does that mean? Say for for us, no, parang white belt, accumulate yung technique library or make sure you have a good foundation, foundation of you know, of techniques. Uh-huh. And then Blue belt, ganun din yun. But more advanced techniques, mm-hmm. di ba? Purple, kailangan medyo nag-specialize ka na. Yes. Tapos, mm-hmm. pag medyo hindi na gumagana yung specialization mo because nababasa ka ng mga tao, start evolving from those techniques. Mm-hmm. But it's all linear progression, meaning na each training session is, you need to have a mindset of improving from the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. just a different rate of improvement na lang habang, ano ka, habang nag-a-advance ka. And you have to, and you have to look for yung, you have to be able to define what those uh, improvements are. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about technique library? Are we talking about reaction time? Are we talking about, comp- ano, uh, yung game plan mo? How does mm-hmm. your, your initial position branch out to, the different positions or different mm-hmm. attack systems, you know? it's 
basta it's, it's linear progression. It's always mm-hmm. improving, improving, improving. And then speaking about ano, plateau, that is like pang ano yun eh. Na yung follow-up question yun eh. During, your, during the time that you're training and I, I don't know if you're experiencing if you're experiencing the same thing now, like how do you deal with your plateaus? Kasi a- ako, okay, so ang dami kong plateau, lalo na nung blue belt ako, I'm like, oh shit. Sito <laughs> So how were you able to, to deal with that? How were you able to deal with your plateaus? Okay, so what do you define as plateau in Jiu-Jitsu? Mostly, ano yun eh, yung parang when, when I went through it, it's like yung feeling mo hindi ka natututo, hindi ka nag-improve. Like when I felt it's like parang parang walang nagbabag, parang walang... I don't know if it's your if it's like a self mind fuck thing, pero yung you know that yung feeling mo lang na parang hindi ka nag-improve. You're parang you you hit a wall in 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 your hindi nga progression in learning. So I don't know. That, that was how I felt during that time, and it happened a lot during. Because purple, parang nag purple ako parang wala na ako pakaelam eh. I just wanted to train. I just wanted to have fun with this. But when I was a blue belt, I don't know if it was my mindset or I was was I trying to prove something or was I chasing something that wasn't there. So when I I always hit that wall, and then ngayon parang yan yung nagiging yan yung nagi parang yan yung plateau years eh at blue belt eh. So I mean, if you had that experience, how were you able to deal with it? Uh, I think uh, that's uh, there's many reasons why why a person would feel that way, and mm-hmm. you'll have to, you know, as a coach, you'll have to assess how to uh, approach each one differently. So, so is it a matter of, uh, they're just using the same techniques over and over again, and okay. uh, maybe they're the top of the food chain in their club, so. There's nothing new. Araw-araw, helicopter sweep na lang yung mga tao. Tapos, mm-hmm. then I'll full mount. Then I'll choke them. Tapos, araw-araw na lang yung nagginagawa ko. Wala na nagbago. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'll feel demotivated. Pag ganun, diba? The student mm-hmm. is doing that. Demotivated, no? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can expose them to new techniques, no? Mm-hmm. And then just tell them na, okay, so this is your game right now. And this okay. has been your game for the past two years, mm-hmm. right? You need to start evolving from that. And here okay. are some examples of things that you can do, no? Mm-hmm. And we'll learn each of them within the next six months. Isa-isahin natin yan. And then whatever you find useful, you can add in your game. But during mm-hmm. the time, okay, say, three techniques. For the first two months, ito lang gagawin. Ito yung aral natin. Ito lang pwede mong gawin. Okay. Diba? Yeah. Nice. You know, of course, they're gonna suck. Uh, most of the time, they're <laughs> learning something new. They're gonna yeah. kind of suck at it at first, diba? Diba? And that should fuel, give them some motivation. If they need to have a carrot at the end of that stick to motivate them, say, oh, pag, pag nag, next, nag, tournament ka next time, pag na-pull off mo yung technique na yan, bigyan ka 500 pesos. Learning new stuff is always yes. a good thing. Yes. So, there's that one also. Uh, so, there's that aspect, diba? parang nag-stagnate yung learning nila because mm. they, they really haven't they, they, they don't know where to go next. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's another reason that they're overtrained. Naman sila. Mm-hmm. No? Baka they just need to take a week or two off. Maybe mm-hmm. they're physically overtrained. Their central nervous system can't uh, adapt already to or can't recover fast enough to the hard training that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I know as a coach no sa dati, I can only take my students 
na two times per week na hard competition training for a stretch of four weeks. Mm-hmm. After four weeks, the performance would dramatically decline mm-hmm. and the people will get demotivated. So yeah. you need to have a taper off period of a week or two weeks depending mm-hmm. on how your athletes are feeling. training sessions or tour tournament training lang. They keep on doing that for oh, eight eight weeks Dustin, they just start demotivated, depressed na sila, mm-hmm. So those are things that you need to look at also as as a coach, mm-hmm. And so there's many different reasons of why people are plateauing. You have to you have to take care and you know and really get to the bottom of why that's happening and addressing it properly. Mm-hmm. And then from as a coach who competed and ito na rin yan eh, parang yung transition ng mga estudyante, are there, how do you transition, do, do you like cut class na parang, okay, whoever wants to compete, you'll be in this class. If you don't want to compete, is it separate namin kayo? Do you, do you practice that or like everyone is together? Okay, so ideally, what you would like to do is you need to have a beginner's class, you need to have an advanced class, and then you mm-hmm. need to have a competition class. Mm-hmm. And the lessons are different for each class. No? So like what we talked about, your, your beginner's class is designed to get a white belt to blue belt. Yes. So if your curriculum or if the federation that you adhere to says na you need to have a nesting time of one year and a half sa belt, na yon, then make a curriculum na one year and a half Completo nila yun. If they finish mm-hmm. that, then they can get the blue belt, di ba? Yes. Sa beginner's class, yun na tuturo mo. All the skills they need from jump, from white belt to blue. Mm-hmm. Di ba? Sa advanced class, you can teach, you can do the same thing. Everything they, ang recommendation ng IBJJF is two years nesting time at blue belt. Yes. So you have a two-year curriculum, you can have a two-year curriculum na yun lang ang tinuturo mo for them to have the skills that they need mm-hmm. to jump from blue belt to purple belt, di ba? Mm-hmm. And then, you can have an elite class and do na yung purple, brown, and blue. And then you'll have a competition class na talagang baragan lang. Oh. <laughs> because, because there are people who will want that. Eh, yeah. You can have that once a week, twice a week. Diba? And then you have then, then you have the student pick which class they want to go to. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, if, you're, if your student base are professionals, nagatrabaho yung mga jiu-jitsu is not their bread and butter. Yeah. They need to have that freedom to be able to pick where they want to go to. If they're just a recreational practitioner, gusto lang nila sa beginners, then okay, nasa na doon, di ba? If they're 50 years old na, sa beginners class na sila, great, di ba? Kung sa advanced class ang gusto nila, because they want to mm-hmm. learn you know, more complex techniques and or medyo nasa, you know, ginugulpin na nila ng tao sa mm-hmm. beginners class, nandun na sila mag Sa elite then, sila, if they want to more complex techniques, you know, mm-hmm. if you, I would say that elite class would be... With advanced classes na. Well, ako, I would design the elite classes like mm-hmm. anything new that comes up in the competition circuit. Tapos mm-hmm. may bagong trick yung lumabas, so pag-aaralan natin yan, tapos dito natin i-breakdown yan. May foundations na kayo from the beginners yes. and advanced classes eh, for you to be able to understand. Like, you will do it together mm-hmm. as a team. And then sa competition class, for people that, you know, parang walang, walang pilitan. 
'di ba? Mm. Alam mo kung sino nag-show up sa competition class. Alam mo kung sino yung mag-compete. Yep. Tsaka ano to, ah, this is this is something that I am I'm not really surprised, pero when people find out, they are na the, the typical jiu-jitsu student profile. Parang every the like the general public has this certain hindi ko rin alam kung saan siya nang galing. Pero when you say jiu-jitsu kasi para laging siguro kasi ang introduction ng jiu-jitsu sa Pilipinas was MMA um, or it, it left a bad taste in in everyone's imagery pero when when I tell people that my students, my teammates are professionals, they're they're like business owners, they're well-educated people, parang katalaga, ah, ganun pala yun? As in, I, I kid you not, as in, nagugulat sila that the people who are working are doing this. So, at least, um, how would you, how how would you define or describe like a typical jiu-jitsu student profile? Like for example, sa amin kasi it's it's a lot of a lot of them are professionals, and I don't understand. And what do you have you tried asking? What gravitated them towards jujitsu? Uh, I think I know that depends on the market you're you know, mm-hmm. catering to, and the market you're catering to will be heavily heavily dependent on the location of your school. Mm-hmm. You know? so yeah, you know, like like us, our mm-hmm. our main dojo is in Rockwell. Yes. So a lot of those that are there are mga members of the club or mga mm-hmm. professionals working around the area. So you know those are career-oriented people. You know we have a lot of people from Ateneo Law. Mm. That are are there uh, the surrounding offices, so it's 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 not surprising for us. Mm-hmm. But that's because that's what the location and is mm. dictating as the market. You know? if you're if you're operating a school like sa like my brother sa Ateneo, mm. then most of the time, para Mr. Jante, out of oh, college and high school students are gonna be there, right? mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who are still around the area after they graduate, they tend, they tend to stick in their home dojo. Mm. So, in your profile, they're mga atenista. You know? so, and what makes you think yung, ano, yung, rete- bakit mataas ang retention ng, ng jiu-jitsu? Like, some people, when they go to a gym, okay, pag di na nalatrip, ayaw nalatrip. Pero si jiu-jitsu, sabi ko yan eh, mahirap ang, mahirap ang enrollment, pero mataas ang retention. I, I think it's because people can, People can really see how they're progressing in it, mm-hmm. you know. Parang okay. Uh, let's let's have as an example. Um, say yoga, mm. yoga, de ba? That's the retention of yoga. A lot of yoga yeah. uh, teaching or teachers uh, courses are. are Thriving right now, you know? yes, because there's progression. Eh? Mm-hmm. Because you can actually see how you're progressing from uh, from being not flexible to being able to do a split, right? yes, or do a certain pose, no? Mm-hmm. Parang cross poses. But I'm seeing a lot of people doing a cross pose right now mm-hmm. on Facebook. Right? <laughs> Before they weren't able to do that, eh? and they have that progression. They they have something to strive for. Okay, you know. And they can clearly define that and see how they're gonna reach. Oh, see and see when they reach that. Mm-hmm. So good in this jujitsu. So una ginugol pa sila, mami, sila na yung they're able to pull off sweeps. Oh, they're able to pull off submissions, de ba? 
So it's very satisfying and it's very addictive. So mm-hmm. when people find that they have that ability in themselves, they, are, they tend to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, I don't know, as a, which is not as attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh, your level is advancing. You, uh-huh. you know where you're going. Okay, Prof. TJ, let's let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for doing this. Tapos, uh, where can people find you? Please promote your school, promote your pages, and that I uh, know uh, the project that you're working on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks a lot to Professor Franco for having me uh, on your podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone that was listening. Uh, so again, my name is uh, TJ Sulit. I am the one of the founders of Origins. Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, we have branches all over the all over the city. We mm-hmm. have uh, branches in Rockwell for those who are in that area. Mm-hmm. We have in uh, San Juan that's mm-hmm. Origins Athletics. We have in Makati again in San Lorenzo that's in the Columns mm-hmm. Tower now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a branch in uh, Quezon City. Uh, right now they're relocating, so but they'll be reopening soon. Uh, we have our branch in Shargao. Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, we have our newest branch, which is in uh, Vista Mall Santa Rosa. Mm-hmm. So right now, all the branches because of the pandemic are mm-hmm. not yet open. But as uh, soon as uh, the government allows us to operate again, we'll be resuming classes. Mm-hmm. So you can find us in our social media pages: uh, Origins BJJ Philippines in Facebook, and uh, Origins BJJ in Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yung, ano, what is your like your breakdown videos like the for the ones that you refereed are yeah. they out right now or are they parang uh, right, upload pa lang? right now they're on my personal uh page palang but mm-hmm. uh, we'll be putting up a, a separate account for that so it's going to be called third man on the mat where we okay. uh, uh, explain uh from a referee's perspective what's happening in jiu-jitsu matches mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, that will get people more interested uh, by learning and understanding about the sport of Jiu-Jitsu more and will build a strong okay. Yeah, I, I definitely will will look forward to watching those uh, videos because it's it's one pag tiyatano san mas madali magreferee MMA jiu-jitsu sabi ko tanga na MMA hands down <laughs> mahirap magreferee yeah. ng jiu-jitsu mahirap magreferee ng jiu-jitsu something I'm that I'm continuously working on and to have that learning material is a is a gem I will definitely look forward to that and if it's out uh, by the time the we release the recorded version of this I'll look for it and then I'll link it on the description below para at least people can find out where it is so Prof. TJ, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Huh? Thanks a lot, Franco. Okay, and with that, that's what Coach Franco says. Bye-bye. Coach Franco says, would like to thank the following sponsors for making this episode possible. The faceless emotion as your senses come together. Being in the moment is the only thing that matters. Knots and crosses. Place your orders on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Delicious beans for your daily brew. Get your fix now with a one coffee. Order now on their Facebook and Instagram pages, spelled A-W-O-N, coffee. Gatorade, because nothing beats Gatorade. Inspiring community and culture. Spread the good vibes in the local jiu-jitsu community. Visit Ikiro Collective at ikiro.ph. 
Read news about the local martial arts scene here in the Philippines, visit Local MMA on Facebook, and listen to one of my favorite podcasts, Destroy MNL. My life is about providing value and helping others achieve their goals. Please help me make more podcast episodes, video tutorials, and educational content that will benefit everybody. Support this channel by clicking the link in the description box. Thank you for your support, and I will keep making content that matters. So that's it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. See you in the next video. Bye-bye.